Welcome back, Aspire Leaders. So happy that you joined me this week as I have a fantastic guest. Lainey Rao is on with me and she's got a brand new book, which is a little bit different of a take than she had previously in her last book, which is a journal. And so we're going to dive into why that is important and all the wonderful things that she has in this resource. So super excited about that conversation. But before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to have the wonderful opportunity to go with Jeff Gargas and Chad Ostrowski to the Leadership Symposium in Ohio, August 3rd and 4th. I'm going to be speaking, I know you're surprised, to aspiring and young leaders about enhancing their leadership capacity. So super excited about that event. If you are going to be joining us there at the Leadership Symposium, please make sure that you come over, introduce yourself. I love having conversations and meeting educators at these events. And I hope that you'll have an opportunity to join us August 3rd and 4th in Ohio. Now, let's go ahead and head over to our conversation with Lainey as we talk about strategies to reflect and help our mental capacity as we go through this upcoming school year. Welcome back everyone to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua underscore Stamper. Aspire leaders, I have a guest that when you hear her voice, it may sound familiar because she's been on the show a couple times and I have actually given her an invitation, which is open at any point to come onto the podcast and that doesn't happen too often. So Lainey, thank you so much for being on Aspire to Lead once again. I am so honored and I would not expect you to give this to me, but at some point, if I become like a five timers club, like they do on SNL, <laughs> I will be purchasing myself a luxurious satin robe I love it. and, you know, whatever else they get for that, that honor. But I'm just thrilled to be here with you. So You're getting you. close. I'm, I was trying to think about folks that have been on multiple times and like Todd Nisloni is a name that I could think of, maybe an Evan Robb. But you got to be getting close to their same number. So there might be some type of jacket or robe that uh, needs to be purchased here soon. I, I would be so honored. And I'll, I can I can start the, the trend. I'll purchase <laughs> it for, for, for everyone. I'll initiate the club. <laughs> I'll get the Aspire to Lead patch on there and everything. And it'll look real nice. Well, speaking of nice and design work, that's going to be kind of our conversation today. Because you have a brand new book. It's a journal, Bold Gratitude. I think I was one of the first to get it in the mail from Amazon, and I was so excited. I took a photo and posted on social media. Hopefully, folks saw that on Instagram, but it is such a beautiful book, and I cannot wait to talk about it more. Before we do that, though, if maybe there's a listener out there that hasn't heard the previous episodes, we just share a little bit about yourself, your educational and leadership journey? Sure, I would love to. So I am in my, I believe, 26th year of education. I am an educator, an author, a podcaster. Josh has been on my podcast and I just invited him back. So you can check out Evolving with Gratitude podcast. I started in the classroom, taught a bunch of different grades, kind of a wild ride, kindergarten to sixth grade to first grade, looping a group to second grade got really interested in how technology could help meet the needs of all learners and really a, a universal design for learning is a theme that runs through my work because that was, you know, I worked for Apple for a number of years and I would do workshops on universal design for learning with them. 
how technology can help us universally design. And then there's just been, you know, inquiry-based learning. There's just been so many different topics always at the heart of it. You know, how do we bring out the best in kids and adults and how do we continuously improve? And I'm just, I'm just super thrilled that the journey has taken me all the different places it's taken me. And today talking about bold gratitude, I just couldn't be happier. Well, I'm hoping, and I will direct my listeners, if you haven't heard the other two episodes by Lenny, you have to do that. Just packed full of wisdom. And I always love talking with you. So I'm so excited about this new book, excited about this interview here. Lainey, this is a book I'm, I know is connected to your previous book. So I want to know before we dive in kind of the topic and some of the design elements, you know, why did you feel like this journal was so important to create after your last book? Yes, my last book, Evolving with Gratitude, which Josh is a contributor and wrote a lovely story. It's just, you know, I have to just share this really quickly. So Evolving with Gratitude talks about the science behind how gratitude has this outsized positive effect and all the benefits and just something that, you know, there's a there's a story to go with how I came to this path of gratitude, but I think I talk about that in the previous episode, so check that out. But once I realized the power of gratitude, I really wanted to say, okay, well, this is what it means in education. So here's what the science says. Here's what it means in education. But appreciating how unique and dynamic everyone is, I really wanted to make sure and bring the voices of the 20 educators who contributed stories like you did, Josh. And I have to say, I was at a conference in Chicago and someone who read Evolving with Gratitude a, a year ago, like when it came out, came up to me and she said, I keep this book by my bed and I reread the stories from your contributors. And I was just like, I was, I got chills. I was like, yes, that was exactly what I wanted to have happen is because, you know, we have this way of having a visceral reaction to when we hear stories of gratitude. And so it brings her joy to reread those stories. And I just love that. Back to your question. No, Why the journal? I that story that actually kind of <laughs> gave me goosebumps too, because you know, when you write something, you never know if it's going to resonate with folks. So I'm so glad that someone feels like that is impacting their life in a positive way. Absolutely. And I just, I'm so, I'm so honored that I, I have those stories in there. And I really wanted to keep the book concise. I didn't want it to be like a 300 page book that was going to be really hard to get to. I wanted to make sure to honor the stories from the contributors. I wanted to make sure and hone in on this is the science as briefly and as you know, my mind is not really one for neuroscience to the extreme. So it's very accessible in that way. And just, you know, how does this fit in with kids, peers and the world? How can we bring this into education? As I was writing it, I knew I didn't have the space to go into the tremendous amount of practices that there are for gratitude. A lot of people think of gratitude journaling and that's amazing. It's a well-supported through research practice. And, but there was also what I was noticing as I was researching is there were so many different practices out there that we didn't hear a lot about. You and I have talked about the cover of Evolving with Gratitude that my lifelong bestie, Allison Liu designed. And when she was designing that, I kind of winked at her and I said, there might be something else because in the back of my mind, I knew I really wanted to get something out there that was interactive, universally designed, like here's all the different practices you could do to, to have this 
rich experience intentionally practicing gratitude, but in a non-repetitive, redundant way. So that's kind of what got us here. Well, I'm so glad that you brought up Allison because in this new book, you have her listed as your artsy advisor, which I absolutely love. So for those who may not know what the journal is about, we just kind of describe, because it is one beautiful, but it's also got this really artistic design to it that is a thread throughout the entire book. So, you know, the journal isn't just like prompts that you are just writing in. There's some other activities and things in there. So we just kind of share your idea behind the artistic and, and the design that runs through the book? Well, and when I, when I winked at Allison and I said there might be another book, I also said I'm only doing it if you'll partner with me because I really felt like the design was going to be such an essential part of the experience of this book. And so basically the idea was, from my mind, it was going to be universally designed and as interactive as possible. And I said, Allison, we, we need to make it so it's really engaging visually, but it's also guided, but not overly guided. And then, you know, we can maybe encourage people to be artistic if they want to. And it was really fun. We, we shared in, in actually an episode of Evolving with Gratitude, we took over a lot of real estate in a Starbucks one day with a suitcase full of gratitude journals that I have been collecting over the years. I probably own about 50 gratitude journals or anything gratitude journal adjacent, planners, anything that's even remotely in the vicinity. And I just, we laid them out and I said, Allison, from your perspective, what do you see that you like here? What do you not like here? Cause I had already kind of in my mind thought, okay, well, I, I, I know there's some things I don't want to do. And she's like, okay, it really needs to be interactive. And one of the things that she really pushed me on was we want to go as accessible as tween and up. And that was really interesting to me because it hadn't occurred to me in my mind, this was a, a journal for adults. And she's like, no, we can do this in a way that it's so interactive and so engaging. It will appeal to tween and up. And then we've actually seen people who are using it with their younger kids as a family. And that's been really, really cool. And then since Allison is a creative like you, Josh, she really, really kind of pushed like, okay, well, let's make this so if we have someone who doesn't like to just write, they can, they can represent their feelings in other ways. And there's all these different activities. So she really pushed me like I already wanted to do universal design, like, okay, well, you can write in the journal, you can pull out your phone and record in an app, you can do a video. I had all these ideas of how we could take things from the outside world and bring them in. And also how we don't have to stay in the journal, we can take things out. But she really pushed the creativity and the artistic side. And so I, th I think you, you would appreciate that, right, Josh? As oh, I appreciate it 100%. I mean, <laughs> if you looked at my notes in school, it was all drawings. It wasn't. And a lot of times the drawings were connected to the material that was being presented. However, my teachers didn't realize what I was doing and so sketch notes wasn't really a thing back in the day and so typically I got in trouble for not paying attention but th what I found was because I was hyperactive that if I was drawing I was actually better in tune with what was going on and and actually able to retain and keep my attention so you know this journal is totally up my alley. I was loving it. So maybe, you know, for someone who's thinking, oh, I'm not very artsy or I, I'm not great at drawing. 
maybe this isn't a, a book for me. What would you say to those folks? Well, I would say don't worry about that because the whole vibe of the book is if you want to. And so we never say you need to draw, you have to draw. We also start off with a permission slip, which is inspired by Brene Brown. One of the example permission slips I give is if you, whether you're stick figures or Picasso, you know, you can, you can draw if you want to, but you don't have to. And so Allison has created little doodles throughout. If you do want to have some sort of artistic experience, but you do not feel like I can, you know, sketch from scratch, um, you could just color those in. I have been nerding out a little bit at a Joann's, not a paid sponsorship, by the way. And I have found there are so many cool things. The journaling is a community. I had no idea. It's very, very intense. So I have gone to the clearance section of Joann's because I'm not going to spend a million dollars on this, but I've gotten stencils, I've gotten stickers, things like that. But again, you do not have to make this artistic at all. You could do, there's fill in the blanks, there's strategies that have nothing to do with art unless you want them to. I mean, we're really trying to open it up so that if you're someone who I've got a pencil and that's my tool, great, do what you will. If you're someone who like, I love to scrapbook, we have some pages that are blank with the exception of a quote. I mean, you could actually scrapbook around the quote. So we're really trying to give it, give people as many options as possible. Have fun with it. And it's actually very therapeutic. I felt like, you know, you have like coloring pages and things in there too. I just felt like the book had a lot of different strategies within it, which then kind of bridges to my other question, because mental health is such a, a huge topic right now, rightfully so, why is it important to have a gratitude journal in the first place? I, I'm so glad you asked that. And, you know, there's three goals with this, this journal. And if you, you flip through it, you'll see there's three sections, gratitude for happiness, gratitude with your peeps, gratitude with the world. The real hope here is, and we're doing the journal, we're feeling it, but this is what the research says. So many benefits to gratitude and, and journaling is by far the most documented practice as far as experiencing, expressing gratitude. So our, our big hope with this journal is flood your brain with happiness chemicals, build that grateful disposition. That's one. The other is really take those relationships to the next level. The whole section on gratitude with my peeps, that's really about all these ways that we can experience and express gratitude to others in these variety of ways. Again, there's fill in the blanks, there's templates for writing thank you letters, thank you notes. Uh, there's just ideas for, you know, Josh, you wrote about the love languages in Evolving with Gratitude. So there's a nod to that in here, talking about, you know, thinking about the way that people want to connect. Is it through, you know, connection? Is it through words? Is it through gifts? You know, all of those things. So, and then make the world a legitimate, legitimately better place. And so the, gratitude is pro-social. It's contagious. You know, before we hit record, you were telling me this interesting story about travel. <laughs> yeah, interesting is a good way of saying it. That's my spin on it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, and that's not to say gratitude is like dismissing the bad. You had a really terrible travel experience yes. and, and we don't need to get into that. But, you know, you and I travel a lot for work and people are not typically their best traveling. A lot of people, it's extremely stressful. The uncertainty, 
raises the anxiety level so, so much. And so, you know, you were sharing how you had this just wonderful person that got you home. You know, this person ticketed you and got you to where, you know, back to your family. And so one of the things that I have in there is a template where it's like doing an online review. Like, how can you show some gratitude publicly? And so also when I travel, I keep these little cards, little thank you cards. They're super tiny and they fit in my wallet. And when I see someone like at the food court, when I'm buying my food in a rush to get on my flight and they just hand it to me with a smile and they did it quickly. And that I just write them a little note and I hand it to them. And the facial expressions, again, I don't know that we would say airports are the epicenter of gratitude, but when you give it the reaction people, it's just so amazing. Well, that's a perfect way to share some additional strategies because I feel like you're like the gratitude guru now, two books in, and a podcast on it, which we'll talk about later. But I want to know for our listeners, you know, it's summertime. I think people are feeling pretty good right now. I see a lot of folks vacationing and getting to take a break from the craziness of education. So what are some wonderful ways to show gratitude? What are some things that you've learned that other people may have provided to you, or maybe it's a practice that you have instilled in your own life, but I'm just wondering what's some different tactics to help show gratitude? Yes. Well, you're very kind. And I I do want to point out that evolving with gratitude, my name is above the title intentionally because I'm evolving (laughs) with gratitude. Like I am not an expert. I defer to Dr. Robert Emmons, I defer to Jeremy Adam Smith. There's, I could list, rattle off a bunch of people. Greater Good Science Center really opened up my eyes to a bunch of different gratitude practices, as did positivepsychology.com. And there are these people out there doing the heavy lifting of sharing all these different ways we can practice gratitude. And so researching for Evolving with Gratitude, I came up with those. And then for Bold Gratitude, I'm trying to take those practices and be like, okay, here's one way you could do this. One of my favorites is savoring. I just love the concept of savoring and creating a savoring ritual. There's a few pages in the journal dedicated to that and how it's not just savoring food, although I do love me food, (laughs) but it's like, what are the small things? And teachers and administrators, whatever your role in education is, you're busy. You know, you might feel like you got a little extra time in the summer, but it goes fast. And so how can we, when we get back to, you know, you and I are recording in the summer, when we get back to the hustle and bustle of the school year, savor a cup of coffee for five minutes, watch a sunset, you know, between classes, put on music, you know, first thing in the morning, if you're an administrator, first thing in the morning, you know, when, when classes are settled and you can go into your office, close the door and listen to some music for five minutes even. Just these little savoring rituals can really help shift us from feeling time poor to time rich. And I think that's a huge thing for well-being. I think it's really important. I think in a society that tends to glorify busyness, I think it's actually time to stop and take a breath and savor these little moments because it's it can be things that have done in five minutes can totally change your day, can totally change your your disposition and how you see the world. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. 
And if you're looking for additional strategies within the gratitude realm, you can also check out Lenny's fantastic podcast, which I had the honor of being a guest on. So Evolving with Gratitude, you have a fantastic podcast, like I said. So why did you create that? And what can folks get from such a wonderful resource? Well, thank you. You're very kind. And your episode is the first one that people should check out if they if they haven't already been listening to Evolving with Gratitude, because it is so good. I, the way you articulate, Josh, there's so much nuance. I think people hear about things like the five love languages and they kind of go, okay, I, I'm a words of affirmation person, or I know my husband or my spouse, and they're they're definitely a gifts person. One of the things that you really helped me come to understand is, and I know we're all unique and dynamic, but you brought me to the understanding of, yes, we can have our love languages, our, our primary, or maybe our default, but that doesn't mean just because I lean a love words of affirmation doesn't mean I don't want a gift every now and then, or you know what I mean? And so you, and the way you outline how intentional you are with doing that with people. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too many spoilers away, but at any rate, the the reason I did that podcast is because it was so profound, the impact the stories had on Evolving with Gratitude, the 20 educators contributing to those stories. I knew there were more stories. And so I wanted to continue that. And I knew that the, the most sustainable way to do that would be a podcast because I could get those stories out there quite quickly and just keep the conversation going. I learned something new every single episode. There's so much to learn. And it's just, I mean, Jay Shetty says gratitude is the world's most addictive drug. And I think he might be right. And I think that's probably why I'm two books in and a podcast. And so it's just, it's a real joy. Wow. I am subscribed to it. I listen every week. It's fantastic. Lenny does such a wonderful job, like I said. So go over to your podcast player and push subscribe because I guarantee you're going to get some wonderful stories. You're going to get some additional strategies and it's powerful. So I, I can't say enough about your fantastic podcast. And Lainey, I always ask this of, of my guests. You've had a chance to answer a couple times, but this is my baseline question for my podcast because it is for aspiring and current leaders. And I always love giving actionable items to them. So if there's something they can do tomorrow or next week to enhance your leadership journey, what would you advise? I'm going to share something that I share a lot because it is so powerful. And that is the six to one ratio. I just did an Edutopia article about it, but when I was getting my degree in psychology, I was taught that it's six praise to one correction. That's the ratio. And for some people, they might be hearing that and going, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> six is a lot. And, and the experts don't even agree. Some will say five to one, some will say four to one. And the one is still important because we do want to improve. So we do need that feedback to grow. But I would say one thing that could make your leadership journey so much better is to really focus on seeing the good in the people that you get to work with and really striving for a really good praise to correction ratio. And by praise, I don't mean like vapid praise. I mean like authentic, specific, I see this good thing in you. And I think that the lesson that I have to keep learning over and over again in my life is the best way to change someone else's behavior is to change my behavior first. And so when I'm struggling in a relationship, I take a step back and I go, 
what have I done to show that person that I'm seeing the good in them? And it doesn't matter if it's kids or adults. I find when I really focus on seeing the good in others, that nurtures those relationships and it can really turn it around. It's quite powerful. Lenny, what was the name of that article? The, the, the Art and Science of Using Praise for Improvement. Awesome. I just found the link and I'm putting it in the show notes for everybody. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. So I'm going to make sure I read that. And then uh, I definitely want everyone that's listening to check that out. And actually, you've written several articles for Edutopia. So um, I'll make sure I have that link in there also. So everyone can access that. And yeah, please consume everything that Lainey is putting out there because I promise you it's going to help you in some way. So Lainey, in addition to the Edutopia link that I'm going to put in there, I want to make sure that I also have your social media. So how can people connect with you on those different outlets? Thank you. I would love, please, please reach out. And I just have to say really quickly, one of the, the most lovely, joyful things that's happening because the journal's only been out less than a week. I think. Yeah, I've only had mine for a couple days. Yeah. And so is people sharing on social media how they're making the journal theirs? Like it is meant, it's designed for you and by you. And so I love that. It's at Lainey Rowell across the web. Neither of those are easy to spell. So it's L-A-I-N-I-E and then Rowell like Powell, R-O-W-E-L-L. But if you look up the hashtag bold gratitude or evolving with gratitude, you'll probably come across me because I live in those spaces and I really would love to connect with people on Insta, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you are. Hopefully I'm there too. I'm going to be honest. I'm not on TikTok that much yet. I, it's, I say yet because it'll probably, (laughs) it's, I'm just not, I, you know, I have to, I have to prioritize. And so I, I've been focusing on other platforms, but I don't know your Instagram reels though. I bet you could take those and flip them over to I know. I have thought of that. If there, if there was a, if you're listening and you are really good at dual purposing <laughs> your content for TikTok and Instagram, please reach out and teach me because I'm ready to learn. <laughs> I bet there's I, several folks that could do that for you. I, I love can. the Instagram reels. Those are so fun. Yeah. You did a great job. I was actually telling you that uh, before we pushed record. It's just if you're on social media, check out Lenny's stuff because she does a great job of pushing out videos and different content. And then obviously she's got, you know, the podcast too. So what what can you not do? That's the real question. Oh, the list is long and impressive. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, you know, a day when my husband was working from home, he would pop in here and be able to share, I'm sure. two cents too? <laughs> That's funny. No, you're doing incredible things. And uh, it's just a, such an honor to be connected with you and, you know, to have this book in front of me. I cannot wait to dive into this journal and and use it to enhance my own life. And I know it's going to help a lot of folks, especially with their mental health as a a really impactful resource. So thank you for being wonderful, fantastic, uplifting, and third time guest on Aspire to Lead. I'm I'm still working for the satin (laughs) room. It's coming. I know it. Thank you, Josh. And thank you all for listening. And huge thank you to Alice and Lou for doing this project with me with bold gratitude. So so grateful josh you're the best i just could talk to you forever i know we gotta wrap up but i could talk to you forever oh feelings mutual my friend <laughs>